is the Monthly Safety Podcast for June of 2010. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 19 years. I've been in the driver instructor program for the past five years, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. Now, for those of you who haven't tuned in for the last podcast, you might want to check that out. And briefly, I'll talk about what our purpose is here. It seems like sometimes it's hard to get into the safety meetings, and we just don't make it in as often as we could. So I thought I would bring the safety meeting in a more available format than trying to get into the driver's rooms. So each month we're going to try and tackle a different topic, and this month we're going to talk about pre-trip inspections. And we'll talk about a couple of other things towards the end as well. But let's talk about the pre-trip. This is something that we do every day, sometimes more than once in the course of a day. It's required by Greyhound, and it's required by the DOT, more specifically Section 396.13, Driver Inspection. Before driving a motor vehicle, the driver shall be A, satisfied that the motor vehicle is in safe operating condition, B, review the last driver vehicle inspection report, and C, sign the report only if defects or deficiencies were noted by the driver who prepared the report to acknowledge that the driver has reviewed it and that there is a certification that the required repairs have been performed. You owe it to yourself and your customers to do a complete and thorough pre-trip. So let's talk about what a pre-trip is in detail. What is a complete pre-trip? Why do we take shortcuts? Why is 15 minutes too long for some drivers? Well, I don't know, but I can tell you that you can do a complete and thorough pre-trip in 15 minutes. Now, in recent times, I've been out there during the safety blitz and have had drivers say that they don't have time to do a pre-trip today, and why did I have to be there on a day when they were running late? And then the funny thing is I would be there the next day, and the same driver would say the same thing. So it seems to me that sometimes we gradually get away from it, and before you know it, our pre-trip consists of running around the bus to make sure the wheels aren't going to fall off, or in some cases, unfortunately, some driver's pre-trip may consist of starting up the engine and building up air pressure and getting on your way. But let's not talk about that so much, and let's talk about what a pre-trip consists of. Now, the first thing that we need to do is to check our paperwork. We've got to check the M7 and go back at least three pages and see if any safety-related defects have not been corrected and get an idea of what kind of condition our coach is in. We also want to check the M27 and make sure that we have enough fuel for our trip. There's no reason that we should run out of fuel. And finally, we need to check the blue book. We need to check for four things in that blue book, and they're very important because you never know what can happen in the course of a trip. We want to make sure that we have an insurance, a valid insurance card, that we have an annual safety inspection or what's called a DOT inspection, which is performed once a year, that we have an IFTA permit in there, in that blue book, and that we have a valid registration. Now, some drivers may not realize that these documents are not hard to get if we don't have them, And when you're doing your pre-trip, if you don't see any or all of the documents, by the time you board your customers and you're ready to depart, you can have all of the proper documents in place with just a little bit of foresight. Now, your insurance card, of course, is not unique to the bus, so you can carry one. You can make a photocopy. In a pinch, you can call Fleet, and they can fax you one. Your registration, you can call MRD, and they can fax it to you as well. Your um, inspection is a little bit more difficult to get because MRD has to figure out which garage did it and get a copy faxed to you, but that can be done. 
And the IFTA, of course, is not unique to the bus. So again, we can make a copy of that or get a fax from Fleet if we need to. So that'll take care of the paperwork, and then we're going to move on to the cold engine check. Now, when you're originating schedule, you wanted to perform a cold engine check. It's very important that before you start your engine, among other things, you make sure that you have oil in that engine. You don't want to start an engine and cause damage when there's no oil in there. But if it's a through schedule and the bus has been running, obviously you won't be able to do that. But still, we want to go back with the engine turned off and check all these things, check our fluids and our belts and our hoses and clamps and make sure nothing is leaking and look underneath for any puddles or any signs of leaks. And that's very important. Once we've done that, we want to move on to our interior walkthrough. And we're going to begin, of course, at the fire extinguisher and move on through the seats and the overhead racks and finally the restroom and make sure that that restroom is clean and has adequate supplies. And we want to check our emergency exits both overhead and our side windows as well. Finally, we're going to return to the driver's seat. We want to set our seat first. This is very important. And then your mirrors. Many drivers jump in the seat and look at the mirrors and say they look okay. Or even worse, they'll adjust the seat so that they'll work for those mirrors. You want to take a moment to set your seat correctly so that you minimize any type of fatigue. You don't want to have any pressure under your thighs. And you want to be comfortable. And then you want to adjust your mirrors accordingly so that you can see properly. And I'm not going to get into uh, mirror adjustment right now per se, but it's important that you adjust your driver's seat and then your mirrors. And you take the time to do these things and not when you get to your first traffic light, which I see so many drivers do sometimes. And once we've done that, we're going to begin our outside walk around. But before we leave the driver's seat, we need to make sure that we turn that steering wheel all the way to the right. So that way we can perform a tire inspection as we exit the bus. Now, I wanted to share a story that occurred with, to me real uh, recently. I was performing my pre-trip inspection, as I always do at the beginning of my trip. And once I had done all these other checks and I turned the wheel and began to walk around, the very first thing that I noticed was that that right front tire had a big chunk missing right out of the tread area, a huge gouge in there. And, of course, that was the end of the pre-trip. And I went ahead and called MRD and got another bus. But how many of us turn that wheel all the time? And it's something that we should do. And the reason that this came about is because we had an unfortunate incident with a driver traveling between New York and Montreal, more specifically on the Northway between Glens Falls and Plattsburgh in the area of Elizabethtown, and he had a front tire fail. Front tire blew out, driver lost control. It was a very serious situation. Uh, the lost control of the bus went onto the median, flipped over, and the driver was killed. So it's a very unfortunate thing to happen. Uh, with a steering tire fails, it's a very serious thing. And the way that we try to minimize that is to inspect our tires. And if you turn that steering wheel to the right and then again to the left and inspect as much of that tire as you can see on the face and the tread area looking for signs of separation or objects lodged in there, turning it both ways, you can see about 70% of that tread area. So it's very important that we do that. So please take a moment if it's... Uh, if it's, the bus is pulled in in such a way that you can't turn that wheel, you want to move that bus so that you can turn that steering wheel, and you're going to turn it to the right, and then when you've completed your outside walk around, turn that wheel back to the left and check the other side of that tire. And then please remember to straighten out your tires so that when you begin to move, you're not, uh, you don't get an unexpected uh, direction there. You want to straighten that wheel back out. So anyway, we're going to continue our outside walk around, checking our baggage bins, making sure that there's no 
baggage in there for originating trip. We don't want to have leftover baggage, packages, any type of security issue. Make sure that uh, our pins are secure and the lights are working and things like that. And just go on through and, and check the battery compartment, looking for our triangles. Obviously, very important that we have three reflective triangles. Um, and continue to walk around. We'll check the engine compartment again, check all the lights, check our tires, our suspension. Just do a general exterior walk around. And it doesn't take long because unlike when you were in training back when you started, you don't have to call everything out that you're doing. So it should go fairly quickly. And we'll come all the way around back to the left side of the bus, make sure that we check that uh, service door for our steering arm, which is secured, of course, by a castle nut and a cotter pin. We'll check our washer fluid. We'll check our spare tire and all those good things. Come on back in the seat. We'll go through and check our air systems, make sure our brakes are functioning correctly. And the most important thing at the end is to complete the M7 and update our log to include the bus number and schedule number. It's so important at the beginning of the trip that you complete your M7 and then at the end of the trip that we complete our M7 as well on the post-trip. And some drivers fail to do this completely and some drivers fail to do it at all. So we want to make sure that we do that. Finally, we're all done with our pre-trip. We're ready to board our customers and be on our way. But vehicle inspections don't stop at the pre-trip. And it's important when you're traveling, when you make rest stops, when you stop at commission agencies, when you stop at bus stations, perform a quick walk-around inspection. Check your tires. Look for anything obvious. Check for leaks. You never know what you might find. Sometimes a wheel seal will come off. A lug nut may snap off. You want to check these things. You want to walk around as much as possible. Um, finally, at the end of our trip, we're going to do a post-trip inspection, and we're going to complete the M7 and the M27, as I talked about. We're going to update our log so that we stay current to our last change of duty status. If at your post-trip you have anything noted that you feel uh, is safety-related, you want to let MRD know because writing it in the book is only the beginning. If we call MRD, they can create a trouble ticket which then enters the information in the computer, and when the bus gets to the next maintenance location, uh, they will be required to correct that. And if they don't, they'll have to explain themselves. But at least if we call MRD, it's, it brings a little bit more attention than just writing it in the M7. So let's sum up a little bit. We want to always do a complete pre-trip inspection. When you're late, you should stay late. That's Greyhound policy when you're driving, but it also applies to everything. We don't want to rush. We don't want to take shortcuts. You owe it to yourself and your customers to do a good pre-trip to ensure that you have a safe and pleasant trip every time. Finally, I wanted to talk about backing, backing procedures. We all know that we're supposed to be using a ground guide, and we also know that sometimes that's not possible. But for the most part, we can get a guide if we take a moment. But before we even get to that point, we always want to make sure that we perform a walk-around inspection before backing, and that's so important. Whether you have a guide or not, you want to walk around before you back up, and when you get back in the seat without waiting too long, we're going to go ahead and activate the four-way flashers and tap the horn twice before we can begin backing. You always want to use a guide whenever possible. Sometimes you have to go ask someone to back you up, but if at all possible, we want to get a ground guide. And while you're backing, if you're unsure, don't be afraid to get out and double-check your clearances. It's always on your responsibility to make sure that you back safely. So don't be afraid to get out and check when backing. I think that'll about do it uh, for this month. We've talked about a lot of things, the pre-trip inspection and all the different components of it. 
And if you want to get more information about the pre-trip inspection, feel free to ask the instructor at your home location to take a look at that video. It's very good. It's, it's almost the same as having an instructor there to demonstrate it, except that you can't ask questions. But it's very helpful. If you want to review that, go ahead. Uh, always remember uh, before you back that you want to walk around. And if you're going to walk around that bus, make sure you have your vest on. Always remember the IPP safety motto. If you cannot do it safely, don't do it. I'd like to thank you all for listening this month. And if anybody has any questions or comments, anything you'd like to contribute, please feel free to email me at Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, 13211 at gmail.com. That's Ronnie, 13211 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in July.